grab a drink, and get comfortable. Because the real hooligans are about to drop some movie knowledge on your ass. And now, here's Tim and David. Doing it like weekends for the NCAA tournament. There you go, baby. All right, hooligans, welcome back. It's episode two of uh, the big Real Hooligans comic book superhero movie tournament. Um, we're having a great time. We're at the Screenland Armor Theater in Kansas City, Missouri on Armor Road. Uh, I have got Chris Deffenbaugh, CJ Backus, Michael Smith, and uh, thank you. Clicking that too much? I can hear it. <laughs> and Micah Black here with us. Uh, we're, we've gotten through the first two um, regions, the cinematic and uh, modern age. Uh, this episode, we're going to get through um, the multiverse. We're going to get through the golden age. We're going to breeze through the second round. And then we're going to come at you next week with uh, uh, A, we're going to have an episode from Crypticon. And then Scary. our second episode will be the rest of this. Excellent. So let's have some fun. Let's get to, uh, should we start with the Golden Age? Yeah, since we're working backwards, let's go Golden Age. Right, right, right. So, all right. So number one seed out there is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. It's going against Dread 2012, which for me was a movie that I absolutely dreaded putting on this list. I know some people love this movie, and I can't wait to hear you guys fight about it. So uh, let's see. We start with Michael last time. Let's start with Chris this time. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, so going with Winter Soldier. I think Dread is is a cool film. I also think it's it's a far too close remake of the Raid, um, set in in the Dread universe. Um, I thought Carl Urban was terrific. I wish they would have made another one with a with a more original storyline. Uh, Captain America, though, that storyline, while certainly drawing inspiration from espionage films that came decades before it. Um, I thought it found a way to to move the the MCU forward uh, in a terrific fashion. Uh, CJ, you're up, buddy. Uh, we love consequences, so by nature we love Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, <clears throat> again, it, it's great. Chris Evans is uh, really phenomenal in that role. Really magnet, uh, just magnetizing in the way that he. Uh, portrays Captain America going from sort of sycophantic American ideologue to this kind of person who distrusts the government a little bit. I find Dread a little ugly, a little dour, a little mean. So that's that was never going to be my pick. So Captain America, <laughs> I'm with you. Michael, yeah, definitely Captain America, a much more likable character. Um, I enjoyed this, uh, the story. I enjoyed uh, the whole uh, Red Skeleton plot, and as I'm sure Michael will say. Uh, Got a lot of Bucky in it, so you can never go wrong with Bucky Barnes. That is right. Yeah, I was gonna say, Michael, we're up three, <laughs> we're three zero. So yeah, looks like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was on. it was always gonna be the Winter Soldier for me. It's one of my favorites. Um, I love how political it gets. Um, I I like it in general. I like Bucky. Uh, yeah, yeah, Winter Soldier. All right. Winter Soldier. Yeah, I figured you'd like that one. Yeah, that was an easy call. All right, so the next one's uh, the eight seed Deadpool versus the nine seed Kickass from 2010. Uh, Chris, I'm going with Kickass. Kickass, Kickass. I Kickass hits kick me uh, hits me a little bit better than Deadpool. That's not to say Deadpool's a bad film. It's a fun film. Uh, I like Kickass more. CJ. Kick-Ass is great. Uh, it doesn't have any dated jokes about Blues Traveler. It's 
really cool. So uh, I'll go kick ass as well. Love it. Michael. Uh, I enjoyed uh, Deadpool very much. I, I love the fact that somebody had the nerve to make an R-rated superhero film, but uh, I, also, I just found Kick-Ass so much fun, uh, much more enjoyable to watch. I would go Kick-Ass as well. All right. Kick-Ass is going to move on. Uh, Mike or David, have anything to... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm picking the more stylized one again, which is kind of my, my MO so far. Even though Deadpool does heavily feature Careless Whisper by George Michael, I mean, one of the best songs of all time. Yeah. Um, but despite that, yeah, yeah, I think Kick-Ass is just the better film in this case. Good with that, David. I'm surprised this one was a clean sweep because I would have gone Kick-Ass and I thought my vote was going to, to matter probably a little bit more in this one. Um, but yeah, Kick-Ass, definitely. All right, man. Well, Spider-Man is the is next up. The 2002 version uh, versus Blade 2 from also 2002. So it's the 5 Spider-Man. Blade is the 12. Chris, you're up. Blade 2 was fine. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Spider-Man. I thought uh, I thought it did a lot for for the genre for superhero films. I thought Sam Raimi created something that was that was tonally unique. Um, say what you will about uh, Tobey Maguire, but overall, I thought they had a really unified vision for what this film should be and it, and what it was ultimately. Absolutely, CJ. Uh, I'm going Spider-Man as well. It's got superheroes. It's got melodrama. It's got that kiss, the most iconic kiss of the current uh, sort of century in terms of film. And uh, and yeah, I can't get enough of Sam Raimi Spider-Man. So. All right, love it. Michael? Whoever. Um, I'm going to be the voice of dissent. Love it. Bring it on. I don't like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Oh, and here, <laughs> But I here. do like Blade, and Blade has that emotional place in my heart, whereas, like, I okay. know Spider-Man is important and stuff. It's got the kiss. Whatever. I don't that is like a great it. There's, kiss. You calm it's down. It's a great kiss, yeah, but there's no feminist icon Alfred Molina to like outweigh it for me. <laughs> so I'm, go, I'm going is with he Blade a too. Feminist icon? Hmm? Alfred no, Molina? it's an in joke from another podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, from, it's, from, it's from the Bechtel cast. Um, I'll have to listen to that one. Yeah, right. they're great. And Alfred Molina is also great, but he's not in this one, so. Gotcha. No gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So we got two to one Spider Man versus Blade. I'll two. Just, I'll cast the deciding vote, I guess, then I'll also go with Spider Man. All right. And just for the fact that it was a new, uh, it was still introducing, uh, it was one of the newer superhero movies that weren't done just to make a buck. Sure. And Raimi nailed the character. I mean, say what you want about Toby, but Raimi nails the character. Right, David? And, and I, for me, this one is one of those emotional picks where I kind of got to put an asterisk next to it um, for, for Spider-Man. Um, I love the character so much that sitting in that theater and seeing him up on the big screen like that um, was more emotionally overwhelming. Um, the film itself, I don't think, is... Um, all that great. They did a much better job with the second one. Yeah. Um, and, but they overcame a lot for me. Um, I'm not a Tobey Maguire fan. Um, Kirsten Dunst is one of the worst actresses working in Hollywood today. Oh. And I'm so sick and tired of seeing her freaking nipples through her shirt. That 
terrible ploy of this is my thing, everybody. It's in every movie. Watch for that shot. Eh, I'm tired of you. Okay. Uh, you're you're old and spent for me. Um, so, but Spider-Man still wins. Gotcha. So Spidey's yes. moving on. Let's go. Let's I'm go. Slander. Oh my God. I'd rather watch a How brick wall. How dare I, you? <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got Man of Steel, which I know CJ, you're a big fan of Henry Cavill. Uh, versus the Avengers, the original Marvel's Avengers from 2012. Uh, 13 seeds Man of Steel, 4 seeds Avengers. Chris, what do you got? Uh, I got Man of Steel. This is a game-time decision on my part. Wow. I, even, I wrote down a question mark earlier. Um, Avengers is an, is an important film. It brought a lot of, of storylines together. It set up so much, right? Like, uh, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants. We can look forward to Endgame. But, uh, you know, Man of Steel, I, I don't know, man. I dig it. I'm okay. taking it. Fair it's, enough. That is, that is a heart choice and not a head choice. Yeah, absolutely. CJ, what's up? Uh, in addition to being a cultural moment, bringing all of those superheroes together, uh, all of those disparate personalities, all of those different visual styles, even though some could say that they sort of flattened the visual style with the Avengers. Uh, I don't... It was the ultimate superhero movie for so long. I don't think really you can top it in terms of how it felt being in the theater, watching all of those people, seeing them all together on the same screen for the first time, and all of them bouncing off of each other. Say what you want about Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon knows how to punch up a script. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Man of Steel is anchored by a supermassive black hole of charisma named Henry Cavill. And <laughs> uh, it is very concerned with wanting not to be the comic book Superman, not to be uh, Christopher Reeve Superman, not to be Brandon Rouse Superman, yeah. not to be Smallville, not to be Dean Cain. But it's it so concerned with that that it doesn't figure out what it wants to be. So, Avengers. I, I thought that was the one thing that kept that movie from becoming great is it just refused to be a Superman movie. It refused to give in to what the character was. Also, he and uh, Amy Adams have negative chemistry. <laughs> it is almost as if uh, they render each other sexless by sheer proximity. I, it, it's, it's awful. <laughs> All right. uh, Michael, you're up, buddy. Well, I liked uh, Man of Steel a little bit better than that, but I would also have to go with the Avengers. Um, it's the first time pulling off multiple heroes in a story, um, having fun with it, and it was the first time in my opinion, that they finally did the Hulk right. True. Micah, what's up? I don't dislike Man of Steel as much as a lot of people, I think, on the internet generally. I think it's pretty polarizing, which I ended up pretty well in the middle. I didn't hate it. Um, it's not my favorite Superman. Um, I do agree that Henry Cavill has had better performances. Um, he's real nice to look at. Uh, but I got to go with the Avengers. It was, like like everybody said, it's that big moment. Um, I thought it was fun. Joss Whedon did better in this Avengers than I think that he did in Ultron um, for whatever reason. But, yeah, yeah, I got to go with Avengers. Avengers is moving on, David. You, you good with that? I, I would have gone with Man of Steel, actually. Um, wow. Yes. That actually really does surprise me. This was one of the matchups um, that I mentioned last week in the reveal yeah. um, that was going to be real, real tough for me um, because I felt so 
um, in awe when I went to see Avengers the first time. Um, it, it was spectacular. All of those people all in one place. It was huge. Um, the pages came alive. But the more and more that I watch Avengers, um, the less connected to it I feel. I've seen too much since that original Avengers. And, and so it doesn't hold the same weight as it does for me um, that first time. Man of Steel, um, you guys call him the black hole of charisma. Um, but I think he was much like uh, Ben Affleck, who notably I have you know made no bones that I hate him, but he was hampered by script issues. I think the story is what held him back. Um, I think he was a fine Superman. I, I was happy with the choice, and I thought that he did a good job with what they handed him to work with. Um, and I wanted to see more of him, and I'm sad that, uh, that they're moving away from him and that he doesn't get to continue this, because I think that uh, since... Christopher Reeves. He's been the best Batman out of all, or best Superman out of all. Screw Dean Cain. He was terrible. Um, you, you heard it here. Over here on the other side. Dean, and he's a trash human being as well. Whoa. I'll say that. There we go. Well, I, I want to take it back 30 seconds to when I was going to agree with uh, everything David was saying. I, the trash human being stuff, I mean, maybe. Yeah, probably. It's, it's Dean Cain. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I think right. I, I like that that film explored what would happen if Superman was a bit of a weirdo because he would be. He'd yeah. be an awkward, introverted, unsure of himself kind of guy. And I, I think that they took that idea and they ran with it. Um, we're going to talk about Superman Returns in a little bit, though, right? Yep. All right. We I'll leave sure it there. Will. All right. So we're going to move on from that one. Let's go on to... Uh, Battle of the 19... for the last word. (laughs) (laughs) Grab that mic, dude. Um, Uh, uh, Flash, uh, go go for it. uh, Yeah, it's just the last thing on Man Seal is that it it is very... They keep saying that they're trying to deconstruct these characters, but the thing is you have to have a properly constructed version of the character before you do that. Before you deconstruct uh, it. And Man of Steel doesn't do that. So, all right, so let's move on. Battle of 1980, it's Flash Gordon... With the Queen soundtrack, and who is it? Sam Jones, right? Uh, versus Superman 2, which has two different versions that are pretty good. So, Chris, what do you got? Yeah, I didn't find out about Flash Gordon until I was in college. Um, it's kitschy and it's fun, but I'm going with Superman 2 for all the obvious reasons. I mean, it's. It's a great story. I think that there's, there is a lore that exists outside of the theater that when you learn about it, it keeps bringing you back. Um, I, think it is a, I think it's a more interesting film than Flash Gordon, even though Flash Gordon is interesting AF. CJ, what's up? Uh, just visually, Flash Gordon is fantastic, but I got to go with Superman too. It's Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve Superman is uh, super just magnetic and awesome and lovely, and that's where I stand. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to go with, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying, I'm going by the theatrical version of Superman 2. I've also seen the Richard Donner version, which I like much better. Um, but I really, I enjoyed Flash Gordon. Um, I remember I saw it actually uh, Tuesday night, uh, the day after John Lennon died, because um, a friend of mine took me to see it to cheer me up, because he had seen it. Forgetting there's a part where Hans Zarkov says, uh, I remembered things to keep my mind sane. I remembered songs from the Beatles. So, of course, I'm thinking, oh, God, Beatles, John Lennon's dead. 
Um, and I also think uh, even earlier than The Rocketeer, a good use of Timothy Dalton. Okay. Uh, and I thought Superman 2, you just you can see the difference in directing styles between Richard Donner and Dick Lester, where he put more camp into it. And towards the end, which was a lot of the stuff that Richard Lester filmed, I think he just kind of kind of went over the top. So uh, for doing uh, both versions, I'd go with Richard Donner's version, but... Uh, as uh, I'm assuming this goes, I'm going with Flash Gordon. Going with Flash Gordon on this, all right. Excellent. Mike, what's up? Well, I'm going to make it a tie. I'm going to let your vote matter this time. (laughs) I love this. Flash Gordon. I think we talked about this being a possible sleeper. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't seen either of these. And this is what makes your decisions so much more fun. Yeah. I told y'all it was going to be a chaos entity. Friggin' wild card. <laughs> but I heard mention of a Queen soundtrack. There you go. And that's enough to do it for me. So I'm going to pick Flash Gordon. Also, Flash Gordon just sounds fun. Like, from what I know about Flash Gordon. Superman like, 2, Flash Gordon. Right? Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with Flash Gordon. David fucking Kane. Look at your vote mattering. I feel important in this I didn't know that was your middle name. Your middle name is fucking? My parents didn't love me. No. Or they loved you a little. Never mind. Ouch. All right, David, what do you got? Flash Gordon, Superman 2. This this one was tough for me, Um, but I'm going to go Superman 2. Oh, I thought we had another huge upset. We do not have one, and I will tell you... That uh, the reason being um, Flash Gordon, when you get away from the scenes where they're actually doing things like running away from Alien, it is an absolutely, utterly boring film. The dialogue, um, the the monologues between all of it's just so painful to sit through. Um, that waiting for all of the fun stuff that you love about Flash Gordon to happen just makes it uh, tough to sit and wait for. All right, so next up we got Captain Marvel from this year versus Unbreakable from like 20 years ago, 19 years ago, before superhero movies were cool. Uh, Unbreakable, the sixth seed, Captain Marvel, the 11. Chris, what do you got? I think of Captain Marvel in the same vein as uh, Black Panther, which I also didn't vote for. But I feel like Captain Marvel tried to be important in the same realm and failed. Uh, Captain Marvel doesn't really hold my interest. I, it was an okay film that, I don't know. I mean, the, some of the notes they tried for didn't really hit with me. I feel like they, they were stretching when it came to some of the emotional stuff that was delivered by her friend um, Rambo. Is that right? Yeah. Jane Rambo, not John Rambo. Uh, Unbreakable, however, I think it was I think it was edgy when it came out. I think it was unique and, and fresh, and so that's my vote. All right. CJ, what's up? So this is a movie that I like okay versus a movie that I haven't seen. Uh, I'm tempted to give it to Unbreakable because Sam Jackson has the better wig in it. There you go. But uh, I've seen Captain Marvel, and I like it enough. I just wish that, uh, that she was meaner. The movie was cool when she was mean. And then it stopped having her be mean, and I stopped, I stopped being interested. Yeah, Carol with an attitude is a little bit more fun. I'll, I'll agree with you there. Michael, what do you got? Well, back in my day, Captain Marvel was somebody else. Had his own Saturday morning TV show. <laughs> several other people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but I would also go with Unbreakable. Um, I thought it was, uh, as CJ said, a very unique story um, and very interesting for the time. Um, 
and I, I enjoyed it. It was before uh, M. Night Shyamalan went crazy. Um, so I would go with Unbreakable. All right, Micah. I'm going to do it again. Do it. I haven't seen Unbreakable like CJ, but I did see Captain Marvel, and I did like it fine as well. Um, I, had a, I had a good time. I like seeing Jude Law as a villain, and I, don't, and I feel like I can't vote for something I've never seen over something that I have seen and liked. Gotcha. Well, so your vote gets you to go. matter again. So, David, now you, now, now you have a movie that you didn't like versus a movie you didn't dislike. Think, think you would like, Yeah, I guess. Uh, Where's your vote? So this is really, really a toss-up for me. Um, Unbreakable, I get why other people liked it. I I didn't. Um, It was so slow and plodding. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, I I give it to you, his wig was pretty stellar. Um, But he was an annoying individual from his voice to his demeanor, um, the way he went about explaining things in his weird Samuel L. Jackson way. Didn't work for me at all at any point in time. Um, Bruce Willis trying to be this loving individual who wants to get back into this relationship with the he's trying his hardest to win her back um, but he is just so dull and uninspiring in every way and every turn he's just so he's so ho-hum there's no life in in and, and and Captain Marvel running is one of the worst things to ever be put on screen. The way that she her awkward robot run, uh, you know. Um, so t- I'm Where's still gonna, I'm still going to pick Captain Marvel. Oh, all right. Okay. So moving on, this is relevant. Far from Home, Batman Returns. Far from Home came out this week. Batman Returns came out like shit. 27 years ago? 92, yeah. Holy shit. What do you got, Chris? Let's have some gut reactions to, to Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Far From Home. I watched, I, strangely enough, I watched Batman Returns last night um, unintentionally when it came to this. Just had some friends over, and this happened to be on Voodoo for free. And, um, you know, it's, it's kitschy and fun, and, and I think it, it lives within its universe really well, but I don't think it accomplishes as much as Far From Home does in terms of taking a character and, and moving it forward. You know, I, when it comes to a Batman film, I want to see Batman. And last night I was watching Batman Returns. I realized we don't really see Bruce Wayne until about 30 minutes through. Um, now, granted, Bat, the first Batman was such a great film and that we knew who he was, right? This was a follow-up. It, it did great. It, I would not say it's a bad film. I love... Batman Returns because it's what we had at the time and we didn't have a lot. But um, even having earlier spoken about the, the things that I need to see again in, in Far From Home, I would take Far From Home. I found Far From Home uh, pretty dull and uninspired. That was just my take on it. Uh, and which, which is a shame because I like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I like Spider-Man. I have no ill will towards any of these people. I like the, the cast and stuff. I just couldn't really uh, find my in to this particular iteration of Spider-Man. Batman Returns is everything that Batman 89 was, just more for all of the bad that that is and for all of the good that that is. Uh, it is 
big and garish and ugly and psychosexual and really, really interesting. Uh, they upped the gothic nature of the set design and the production design on it. And it is a weird watch. It is a lot to take in at one time, but, uh, I, and for, but it was still more interesting to me than Spider-Man Far From Home. So Batman Returns takes it for me. I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Um, I don't know, maybe just because it's just freshest in my mind. But once again, as we alluded to earlier, I, I love Tom, Tom Holland's take on the character. Uh, I love Jake Gyllenhaal as, as the villain, kind of, kind of a pseudo Tony Stark. I think that's what attracts uh, Peter Parker to him. Um, Batman Returns, to me, it just wasn't as, as uh, satisfying as, as the original one. And, uh, you know, the whole thing was, you know, can you, can you spot Paul Rubens in the movie? And, um, you know, the thing I take away from it is the story of Sean Young being arrested for sneaking out of the Warner Brothers lot dressed as Catwoman because she wanted the role so bad. I'm going to be consistent, and I'm oh, going with Batman. I figured um, we were going for the tie here. Yeah, I and it, and not not for the sake of going for the tie. No. I just genuinely like this is one of my favorite Batman movies. Um, and and it's funny you mentioned that like we don't see Batman until really far into the movie because I have always liked Batman not because of Batman. I like Batman because of the villains. Um, and in this one, I think I I had such a visceral terrified reaction to Danny DeVito as the penguin. I think I mentioned earlier him biting that man's nose just scared the ever-loving shit out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> Love it. Um, and I and I like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. I think she's slinky. I think she's sexy. I, I really like her as Catwoman. Um, and I like Michael Keaton's Batman as well. And so I think I actually like, or at least it left a bigger impression on me, this one, than Batman 89. So I really like this version of Batman. And I liked Far From Home, too. I thought it was really fun. I adore Tom Holland, all the things I said in the last episode about why I liked Far From Home. But the Batman's almost always going to win for me. And especially this, this Batman is one of my favorites. So Batman for me. David, break that tie and do it quick. This one is hard for me because these are my two favorite comic book characters. Um, Batman and Spider-Man are what draw me to to comic books. Um, the dark, the light, the hero, the anti-hero. I love it. Um, I, I'm going to go Spider-Man. Ooh. I'm going to go Spider-Man. He... There's just something about uh, Webhead that, that works for me. Um, and... Um, I, I appreciate Batman for the dark and and Danny DeVito's Penguin mm. doesn't yeah, doesn't whatever. work for me all the time. I have to be in the right <laughs> frame of mind to see him as pe he's like a Chucky, um, the little doll from Child's Play. And I'm, I'm not afraid of you. You're three feet tall and you're a fat little wobbler. You're like one of those weeble wobbles. You don't actually no he. he that one never really struck any fear to me, and I didn't, didn't didn't feel like the city of Gotham should be afraid of this little beach ball with fins. Fair enough. That was a shocking one, kind of. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Last one of this of this uh, region here: Wonder Woman, the two seed, which was almost a one, uh, versus V for Vendetta, which I had pressure to include this one, so I'll just admit. 
<laughs> what do you got? Uh, who's going first? Chris on this one? What do you got? Chris, Wonder Woman and V. This is tough. Uh, I, yeah, I, I liked V. I did. It was it was a moment in time, though, I think. If you put the two head-to-head, I sure. think Wonder Woman is the superior film. Uh, I'm going to let my colleagues expand on why I think that. Or not. Uh, full disclosure, Wonder Woman is my favorite superhero. So uh, I come in with a tiny bit of bias there. I do like V for Vendetta. It is of its time. Uh, its, its politics are very much the, uh, the counterculture politics of our post-Iraq war era in terms of uh, how they sort of put the movie together to juxtapose it against the world that we live in right now versus the comic juxtaposing itself against the world in which it was created back in the 80s. Uh, but Wonder Woman is... Uh, is loving Wonder Woman is so uh, incredibly warm in its delivery and, and all of that is anchored by this incredible in terms of like what we've seen her in versus you know now uh, this incredible turn by Gal Gadot who is wide eyed who is naive but is also caring and nurturing and a badass and can be all of those things at the same time. Uh, Wonder Woman takes the cake for me. I love that movie so much. For all the same reasons, I'll say Wonder Woman. Love it, love it, love it. I'm so mad about this matchup. (laughs) And I've been ruminating on it since I saw it. This is by far the hardest choice that I had to make personally. Um, See, that's what's interesting to me is I really didn't think this would be much, but it has been yeah, for and, people. Yeah, and maybe great. part of that is that, like, my educa- like my degrees are all in political science, and, and, and this movie came out when I was... So Viva Vendetta came out when I was first becoming aware of politics and, and thinking about politics for, the, for myself for the first time, but I just really love that movie. I think it's super interesting... Um, I think it does a lot of things that I had not seen movies do myself. That doesn't mean that movies hadn't done what V for Vendetta was doing at the time before that. It's just for me, that's the first time I was seeing movies do things like that. It's the first time it made me really think watching a movie, but at the same time it was like kind of... It's a, it's a comic book movie, so it's got all those stylized elements. And, and again, I really like the, the more stylized movies... Um, even though Wonder Woman did make me tear up a good couple of times, sure. just like that scene of all of the Amazons on the beach fighting, seeing w- women fight like that was really emotional for me because we hadn't seen it. And so I, I love Wonder Woman, but I'm picking V for Vendetta. Love it. I mean, it's a point, so whatever. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I mean, but but both did a great job what they're trying to do. So, I mean, it's hard it's hard to argue against the her hero moment. What's that field she walks across? Help me. Uh, that's no man's land. No man's I think land. is Thank the you. scene that you're yeah, thinking of. And I think Wonder Woman was, um, again, one of those movies where its impact is not necessarily on screen. Um, What you mentioned, Micah, about the feeling you had watching those women fight on the beach, that's where that movie is impactful. It's because it's all of these women kicking ass um, together, something you haven't seen before. Um, And I think it 
it did what Black Panther was trying to do, um, but succeeded on screen, um, where I think that makes it a more complete um, feature. I would I would like to add though that I I know I spoke earlier. I like V for Vendetta. I think it got a bit lost in '04. I think for what it was trying to do. Yeah. I think if V for Vendetta comes out now. And it says what it's trying to say, slightly updated for a little bit 2018, sure. 2019. You know, we're talking about emotions. Like, I, I, you can take the Natalie Portman getting her head shaved scene and put it about up against just about anything. I think, I think she and Hugo Weaving performed beyond what was anticipated. I think it was an edgy, awesome film. Um, I still think I take Wonder Woman. I see what you're getting at. I, just, I think that V for Vendetta gets hamstrung a little bit by things that are outside its control. All right, we're going to move on to the multiverse. We're going to lick, lickety split through this, and then we're going to lightning round through the second round, then we're going to fucking call it a day, all right? Uh, let's do Dark Knight Rises versus Superman Returns, which is kind of an interesting matchup, but it's where we ended up. Dark Knight from 2008, Superman Returns, Brandon Roth from 06. Uh, who we got here? Micah, start with Micah. Yeah, gonna be consistent. Um, Batman, I'm taking. I'm taking the Dark Knight. I don't think it's as good as Batman Begins, which I know is controversial, but it is still one of the best superhero movies of all time. Heath Ledger's performance is iconic for a reason. It was incredible. It was unexpected. Um, I don't think Superman Returns is particularly good. So well, Superman Returns was, was in love with the other movies, and I think that's where it got bogged down. Yeah. Trying too hard to be a love letter to those. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the Dark Michael, Knight. Michael, what do you got? Uh, I enjoyed both. Um, I, I liked them both for their villains. Um, I think Kevin Spacey was the best incarnation of Lex Luthor in, in any of the films. Um, he wasn't campy like uh, Gene Hackman was, and he wasn't sure. Michael Sarah-esque as Jesse Eisenberg is. Because yeah. when they cast him, the first thing I asked Jeremy was, is Michael Sarah busy? Um, <laughs> But I would also go uh, with the Dark Knight, uh, okay. particularly because of Heath Ledger. Absolutely. CJ, what's up? Uh, yeah, it'll be the Dark Knight for me. Heath Ledger is a revelation in that movie. Uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart doesn't get a ton of love for that movie, but I think his uh, descent from Harvey Dent into Two-Face was handled very well. has the bat pod in it. That's a really cool action sequence. Right. Uh, Superman Returns, unfortunately, is weighed down by the ghost of Christopher Reeve. It's weighed down by the fact that it couldn't get away. Uh, Brandon Routh is woefully miscast in that movie. Brandon Routh, as we've come to know him now, is a comedian. That's where he works the best. And uh, they just did not let him flex those muscles. And how are you going to make a Superman movie with Parker the Posey <laughs> and not have her be Lois Lane? That makes uh, no sense. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that one. No sense in they, the world. They can't get Lois Lane so right the Dark anymore. Knight. I think Parker Posey would have been a good follow-up to Margot Kidder if they were trying to continue on in the same vein that they did with Brandon Routh for Christopher Reeve. Uh, you know, I love, I love the early Superman films. So for me, Superman Returns was about seeing the things that I wish that Christopher Reeve could have done in terms of being animated and being put into a modern film where they could create a Superman that... Look, we can go back and, and the tagline for Superman was, you'll believe a man can actually fly, but... 
now we believe that these people can actually do the things they do because it's seamless. Back then it was like, hey, look at how we were able to use these rigs and fly this guy across the screen. And it's like, yeah, that's great. We hadn't seen it before. Um, yes, I'm a total fanboy in that Superman Returns showed me images of Superman that I had wanted to see on screen for a long time. When he's descending down into the Fortress of Solitude, when that, that airplane rescue scene very early on in the film, that was amazing to me. And as a Superman fan, both filmatically and in the comic books, I mean, that's something that's never left my pull list. I loved it for that. But look, all-time performances, Heath Ledger, The Dark Knight, the, the scene that they were able to create in that film, it felt important. And it, it, it was elevated beyond the sum of its parts. And I think it, that's what makes it a terrific film. So I'm going with The Dark Knight. All right, next matchup should be interesting. The 8 versus 9, Hellboy 2, the 8, the Golden Army versus Watchmen 2009. Another Snyder movie. Zach this Snyder. one was a, a fun matchup to create when we sat down at the table and started discussing where to, 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 to plot these. these. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Micah, what do you think? That's a great question. I have Hellboy written down, but I don't feel particularly strong about it. Ooh. Jets, baby. Um, yeah, the, the stealths are going over at yeah. the moment. It's been really annoying living downtown this week. Um, because the Watchmen is super stylized, but it's also really dour. Uh, so I'm going to stick with Hellboy because Ooh. nostalgia. Gotcha. Michael, what's up? I'm going to go with Watchmen uh, like I did with Sin City. I, I thought the way it was presented um, was a way a good pulp comic book should have been presented on screen, so I went with Watchmen. Uh, All right, CJ, what's up, man? For me, it, it was a difficult choice because I recall liking Hellboy 2, but I don't remember a ton of it. Uh, so I think that sort of works against it. And I had it written down here, but the more I think about Watchmen, even though it's a movie that I don't particularly find myself going back to all of the time, um, one, yes, it was sort of slavishly in terms of its visuals, married to the source material it also uh goodness <laughs> it also uh was uh very good about making the ending of the book better uh, sure. it just it made more sense yeah in the film adaptation however there are problems like uh, Zack Snyder famously uh, like he does all the time sidelining female characters he even goes so far as to take lines that Silk Spectre says in the book and give them to male characters while she is in the scene uh, it's kind of awful uh, but that's sort of uh, Snyder's MO but uh, yeah Watchmen just by default because I remember more of it it was interesting Chris what's up buddy Watchmen I think it was the more ambitious film alright Watchmen's gonna move on David you alright with that bud on any given day, either of these two films could win. Yeah, I, agree. I still don't know if Watchmen was a good movie or not. I don't know. I've seen it enough times. I should know if I like this movie or not, and I don't. I don't have a clue. All right, moving on to the next matchup, one that many people not, might not realize is a comic book adaptation is Men in Black, the classic 1997, versus uh, Shazam, DC's installment from 2019 which kind of turned around their uh, movie-making uh, luck. So uh, let's see what you got for this, uh, CJ. 
Uh, this is an incredibly hard one for me because I love both of these movies so much. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, I think I had to go with Men in Black. Uh, that dynamic between Will Smith and, uh, and Tommy Lee Jones is just the buddy dynamic, I think, to beat the, the best one we've had post-Lethal Weapon. And uh, you can't really... <laughs> You can't really beat that, in my opinion. Even though Shazam is a great family film, I think that it's got, it's full of fun characters and fun moments and cool action set pieces. Yeah, Men in Black's got to take the cake, especially because of Vincent D'Onofrio. Absolutely, so. I think we're in agreement there. Mike, what do you got, bud? I'm also gonna go with uh, Men in Black, um, just because it was different. It was something. Um, the things have been done. They've been done before on screen. And also, uh, can never go wrong with Vincent D'Onofrio in a film. Micah? I'm going to be the contrarian. Uh oh. <laughs> and I do have a lot of nostalgic attachment to Men in Black as well. It's another one of those movies I watched with my dad and my uncle that mm, maybe I shouldn't have when I was that young. But I really loved Shazam. I watched it twice in theaters. I loved it. I think, especially because other than Wonder Woman, I haven't loved anything else that DC has done live action in a good little while. Um, not since Nolan had I liked anything besides Wonder Woman, really. Okay. Um, again, I haven't seen Aquaman yet. <laughs> but I thought Shazam was fun. I thought it was lighthearted. I thought Zachary Levi was a blast to watch on screen. I don't think it was perfect. Um, I don't think he and his... Um, teenage counterpart always like meshed up super well, but it was so much fun. I thought it was so endearing. I thought it told a really cool story. Um, I just, and I loved how it wasn't afraid to be kind of weird. You've got Jimon Honsu as that really weird wizard dude. Um, Shazam is one of the characters I have the least familiarity with as sure. far as the DC universe goes, but I just thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. So I'm going with Shazam on this one. Shazam also has uh, Mr. Mind in it, which is a comic book character. He's one of Shazam's arch nemesis, and he's a super smart caterpillar. <laughs> and that's yeah. great. Chris, you're vote on this. I apologize. I stepped away now. You're fine. I forgot. Men in Black versus Shazam. What's the score? Two to one, Men in Black. Two to one, Men in Black is leading? Yep. I'm going I'm to make it three to one. Okay. Men in Black's going to win that round. You all right with that, David? Perfectly fine. All right, brother. All right, let's go. Uh, I know Super is one that David had some issues with making on the list, but again, we're trying to be all in, all inclusive and, and incorporate a lot of different varieties of superhero movies. Super starred Rain Wilson in 2010. It is going against, I mean, arguably, if it wasn't too, a year old, it might be in those top seeds, I think, you know, because I told you that when I seeded these, I tried not to see things that were too recent, too high. You know what I'm saying? So... But Avengers Infinity War from last year is the four seed here. Super is the opponent. Anything to say? Okay, go, Micah. Well, I haven't seen Super. Okay. So I'm going with Infinity War. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to argue with that one. Ditto. Ditto with Infinity that one? War. All right, Infinity War is up 2 0. Clean sweep it, folks. <laughs> I have seen Super. Uh, I find it kind of garish, kind of ugly, okay. and uh, the the worst of James Gunn's sensibilities. There you go. I, 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 I can't get into it really at all. It's full of people that I like, and it made me like 
uh, it made me dislike a lot of them. So I, I, <laughs> awesome. really, I really don't like Super. And Avengers Infinity it. War uh, is half of a movie, uh, and it is very exhausting. Uh, it kind of starts and it doesn't stop, but I know a lot of people like that. Uh, I wish we got more character stuff in it, but we did get... Uh, a lot of development for the character that needed the most development, which was Thanos. And I think that, that yeah. is, uh, that's good and that's proper. So Avengers Infinity War takes the cake in that respect. Uh, Chris, anything to add on the Infinity War? I guess not. I, I, you know, I don't think Super is a great film. I think some of its politics, if you will, are, are kind of ugly, like, sure. like we've said. But I also think it's almost criminally underseen in that it's it's wild and and whacked out and just kind of wrong on some right levels. But absolutely, Infinity War is is so ambitious. It does so much, um, and it's it's the you know it's the jab to the right cross that was in game. Sure. Uh, Micah started us off. Ant Man versus Guardians of the Galaxy. This one was tough, but I'm going with Ant Man. Okay. It was such a surprise to me. I. I was shocked by how much I liked it. I thought I was going to be ambivalent, but it's hilarious. I mean, it starts KC boy, Paul Rudd. Yeah, it's got Paul Rudd. He is so funny. Whoever has done the work on his face has done an immaculate job. He looks great. Um, I assume. Nobody looks that good (laughs) at 50. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's like 50-something. Yeah, he's got fillers and stuff, but they look great. He looks great. Um, and I thought Ant-Man was great. I thought it was hilarious. Um, and it was, such, it was so unexpected that I loved it so much. So, Dig it. Yeah. Dig it. Michael, what's up, man? So I'm 58. What are you saying? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with You don't have fillers, man. I, I think that's where we're going with this. You don't look a day over 51. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go with Guardians. I thought it was fun. I love the, 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 uh, the use of the music. Um, I love the characters, um, and anytime you only get Vin Diesel say three words in a movie, even if it's the same three words, you can never go wrong. It's a win, right? CJ. Uh, I'm also going to go Ant-Man. I uh, think that Paul Rudd is really funny and really great in it. Baskin-Robbins never forgets. It's all that, uh, all that <laughs> jazz. I, I, I really like that movie. Um, it continues in the Marvel tradi- tradition of, uh, you know, Oscar winners in the corner. And, okay. uh, it, uh, but it's uh, got a great uh, fun turn from uh, uh, Michael Douglas. And uh, more than most, I think, I really like Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp. I, I think the Marvel Universe is so high camp and so uh, sort of heightened all the time that you need people to sort of deflate it. Uh, just to sort of uh, give yourself some balance there, and I think she works very well in that capacity, so I'll go Ant-Man. All right, Chris, what's up, buddy? So it's two to one Ant-Man out it ahead, is. right? It is. Yeah, this is a head and heart. I think, I think our Guardians is the, is the better film from a filmmaking perspective. I think I enjoyed Ant-Man more. Because I'm a nihilist, and I, w- I want to put this squarely on David's shoulders to decide, I'm going to go it, to tie it up. All right. I live in these big moments. Yeah. Thank you. David, make, make the most of your David, shining star. David, determine between two Marvel movies for us? Okay, and, and let it be known, I absolutely love both of these movies. Um, and I think they accomplish different things. Um, Ant-Man and Shazam, to me, are two very like-minded films. Um, they do not drive anything. They don't move 
the progression of this this universe in any one direction other than here is a break for you. You don't have to have the world on your shoulders all at one time. This is just fun. Relax. Enjoy it. Have a great time. Uh, um, both of those. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, and, and they accomplish that. The difference with Guardians of the Galaxy, it is lighthearted and fun. But it moves. It goes somewhere. It draw. Ga- Guardians opened up a world um, of of possibility um, that Ant Man couldn't do. Ant Man was was limited to this very small box of fun. Where Guardians opened up a, a whole new uh, place to go. I'm going to give this one to Guardians. All right. Couldn't Guardians. we make the argument though that Ant Man went smaller while Guardians went bigger, and smaller wound up being more important when it was all said and done? That is a that that's that's fair. I I can't, I won't refute that. You made a very good point. Are you are you, are you good with your choice? Or I'm still going Guardians. Guardians moves on. Spider Man versus Home Sp- Spider Man Homecoming versus X Men Two Thousand. Uh, Micah, quickly go. I'm going with Spider Man. I love Tom Holland's Spider Man. Um, so he's going to win over a lot of things for me, and I don't particularly love the X Men. I love, like, some of the X-Men individually. But um, on a whole, those movies aren't among my favorites. Whereas Homecoming, I I loved. I adore Tom Holland. I love his energy as Peter Parker. Michael, go. I'm going to go with Spider-Man as well. uh, Mostly based on uh, Tom Holland's performance. Uh, It was fun. It was enjoyable. And I like Michael Keaton as as the bad guy. I was kind of... I agree. I keep kind of hoping he'll show up soon in another one. All right, CJ. Also going Spider-Man Homecoming, I think Tom Holland is great, uh, like everyone has said. Uh, it also lets Spider-Man be a kid. Spider-Man works best as a kid. Uh, I, I think I agree with all of that. Also, they only say friendly neighborhood Spider-Man one time, and then they <laughs> let it go. They let it go. All right. Well, um, Homecoming wins. Let's move on, unless anybody has anything revolutionary. Chris or David, you good? Nah. Thor 2011 versus The Crow 1994. David, I know this is an interesting one for you, so I'm going to let you start, actually, for this one. Oh, man. This is... This, this one was tough for me. Um, I, I'm going to go Thor um, just based off of um, my love for the character. Um Crow, Crow didn't do a whole lot. I never went through a goth phase in my life, and I don't relate to that whole dark, seedy, shadowy uh, world. It, 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 I, don't, I don't know. It's To me, it's a very niche movie, The Crow is, and no thanks. Micah, Crow and Thor. Funnily enough, I did have a goth phase. I am still going to pick Thor, though, because I really Ooh. like Thor. I think he might be my favorite Avenger. Okay. Yeah, Fair enough. because my favorite is Bucky, but he's a side character. I mean, of the OG six, I think Thor is my favorite. Um, I, I don't know that Thor is the best MCU movie, but I liked it. I thought it was fun. Can you hear those blue angels flying? I really liked the crow. I thought it was, it was stylish. I liked Brandon Lee in the role. Um, and when I watch it, it makes me wonder what what he could have done uh, had, had uh, he not been killed. So I'm going to be the dissenter and, and I'm going to go with the crow. All right. CJ, what's up? As much as I like my superheroes to look like Kiss, 
Um, I'm going to go with Thor. Uh, his wig in that first Thor movie, outstanding. <laughs> Love how it comes down to the wigs. Sometimes that's all you need, right? All right, Chris, David, we're moving on. Thor uh, wins three to one. There, cool. Did it? We went. We went. Thor. Did you take Thor? Oh well, then never mind. I'm Mr. Irrelevant. Yep. So all right. So let's move on to Batman Forever, which was the attempt to go campy, like the '66 Batman by Joel Schumacher versus Iron Man, which literally started everything for the MCU. Changed everything for comic book movies, blah, blah, blah. All led to this year. Uh, let's start with Micah. I'm going to break my pattern. Yeah, I'm not I figured you would on this, this I figured time. you might on this one. <laughs> because Iron Man is great, and I still rewatch it um, Such fairly a good film. frequently. Yeah. Um, because every time I visit my parents, my dad is either watching that or red, so... Um, but and again, I still, FX always has something on, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I and I still, but I still enjoy rewatching it. Um, sure. It's it's still great. I love that they cast Robert Downey Jr. and I feel like that was a big starting changed, restarting changed point for him. And I think he is he is absolutely inspired casting as Tony Stark. Um, so yeah, Iron Man. Michael, I'm going to go with Iron Man as well. Um, I just thought it was entertaining. I love Robert Downey Jr. in the role, and. Uh, Joel Schumacher is just the kiss of death to me if I see his name on a film. Pass. And um, I think Jim Carrey was kind of over the top. Okay. As the Riddler. CJ, Batman uh, versus uh, Batman yeah. Forever versus Iron Man. Batman Forever gives Batman his first piece of substantial character development in like 60 years up to that point. Uh, and for that, I will always kind of enjoy it. Okay. Uh, however... Robert Downey Jr. was one of the greatest casting coups of the past 30 years. Uh, it, 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 and, and a revelation to me when I first saw it, because I knew him almost exclusively as Larry from Ally McBeal at that point. So, uh, yeah, I got to go Iron Man. All right. So to move quickly through this so you guys can get to Spider-Man at 345, if that's still your plan. So we got about five minutes. We're going to bolt through this shit. Ready? Uh, let's start with uh, Modern Age. Spider-Man 2 versus The Edge of Tomorrow. Chris. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 gets the nod. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 from CJ. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 from Michael. All right, so that moves on. Spider-Man 2. You good with I'm that? still voting with Edge of Tomorrow, but All I'm right. fine. <laughs> All right, so Spider's going to move on. All right, next up, Civil Road versus The Road to Perdition. Chris. Civil War. All right, Civil War gets one. Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition. Civil War. Civil War is going to win it. David, you good with this so far? <laughs> He's like, as He's long good. as I don't have to talk, dude. All right, I got Batman 89 versus Thor Ragnarok. Chris. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't had time to to prepare for this, so um, I'm going Batman. Good enough. I'm also going Batman '89. Batman. Batman. Batman wins it. All right. Now we got Blade Two versus. Oh, I'm sorry. Blade, the first one, versus X Two. Chris. X Two. X Two. R.I.P. Aquaman. 
<laughs> blade. Blade. All right. So X2. Blade. X2. X2 is going to move on. Good with that, David. All right. So let's go to cinematic. Superman versus the first Avenger. Superman. Uh, I'm giving. I'm. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. CJ. Superman, hands down. Superman. Superman's going to win it. Mike, are we good with that? I am. All right. Voted for Captain America. <laughs> well, we'll put you, we'll put your votes counted. Yeah. It just didn't count. Let it be known. <laughs> All right. Black Panther versus Avengers Endgame. Let's start. Let's start this time with Micah. Black Panther. There we go. Endgame. Endgame from Michael. Black Panther. Black Panther. Endgame. Endgame. David. I'm still here. I'm with, still with us. With a mattering vote. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going in game. In game. All right. <laughs> Let's go with uh, Red versus Sin City, which was kind of a surprise. The first big upset. Oh, maybe the only big upset of that first round. Uh, Red versus Sin City. Let's start with Micah. Vote for Dame Helen Mirren. Vote for Red. Uh-oh. Here we go. Red. Uh-oh. Sin City, actually. Sin City? Yeah, in the match of the two films that I don't really care about, Sin City. All right. And David. I'm also going to go Sin City. Ooh. Tim, this was one of the dark horses that we talked about when we put this together was Sin City might make a run at this. All right. I love it. All right. Batman 66 versus Batman Begins. Micah. Oh, Batman Begins. Okay. Uh, childhood favorite or old man favorite? I'm going to go with Batman Begins. Excellent. CJ? Batman Begins, even though it doesn't have bat shark repellent. I know, right? All right, so Chris and David, we're moving on with uh, Begins. It could, tip, I mean, we could, if we both went 66, swing this for you. But we're not going to. Begins. Well, we had one, two, three for begins, and then we'll be. We had 66, right, Mike? I, I, I eventually went begins. Yeah. Oh, you went with begins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should listen to the podcast on that. <laughs> That's right. It'll be, on, it'll be on later. All right, so let's jump over to Captain America the Winter Soldier versus Kick Ass. David, start us off. Let's have you matter. Oh, thanks, Tim. You're welcome, welcome. I appreciate buddy. that. Winter Soldier. All right, Micah? Winter Soldier. Two. And Winter Soldier. Three, CJ. Winter Soldier. All right. It's all done but the crying. All right. Spider-Man versus Avengers. Uh, David, start us off. Oh. Uh, this is a tough one. Spider-Man 2002. This Versus Avengers. Spider-Man. I'm going Spider-Man. Okay. Micah? Avengers. Avengers? Avengers. Avengers. Spider-Man. Ooh. All right. Chris. I'm going Spider-Man. Ooh. Spider-Man with the upset. Damn it. Tell me All right. Next matchup is Superman 2 versus Captain Marvel. Micah, start us off. Uh, Captain Marvel. All right. Superman 2. Superman 2. Superman 2. Superman 2. Superman 2. Superman 2. All right. Now, finishing that off, Far From Home versus Wonder Woman. Mike go. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. CJ is going to cap that one off. All right. 
Now the last region, you guys, Dark Knight versus Watchmen. Uh, let's go, Chris. Yeah, it's the Dark Knight. Yep. CJ. Dark Knight, no question. Dark Knight. All right. Ew. Move that one on. All right. Men in Black versus Infinity War. Uh, let's start off with Chris. Infinity War. Men in Black. Ooh, love it. Infinity War. All right. Men in Black. Ooh. Infinity War. Oh, I thought we were going to have an upset, but no. All right. How about Guardians of the Galaxy versus Homecoming? Christopher. I'm taking Guardians. CJ. You know, I'll actually take Guardians as well. All right. Homecoming. Homecoming gets the vote there. Guardians. All right. Guardians is going to move on. And uh, Thor versus Iron Man. Christopher. I think... I think Iron Man, the first one, is an almost perfect film given what came before and after it. Uh, Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. All right. Yep. That's going to that's gonna end that there. So That's a lot of games played in a short amount of time.
All right, so that's going to do it this episode of Real Hooligans. We have gotten down to our, let's see, we are calling it the uh, Superior 16. So, where is my... All right, so our, our, our Superior 16 is Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, Spider-Man, Superman 2, Wonder Woman, uh, we got Superman in there, Avengers Endgame, Sin City, Batman 89, Dark Knight, um, what the hell won there, Hellboy? Is that what won? Hellboy ever Watchmen? Is that right? Uh, Men in Black, Infinity War, Guardians of the... Oh, I'm sorry, Dark Knight, Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy, in Iron Man, Spider-Man 2, Civil War, Batman and X2. Those are those are your Superior 16. We are going to be back next week. We are going to be right back here at the... Oh, crap. Where are we? Screenland Armor, movie theater, gracious fucking host. Uh, Adam Roberts had us out there, out, out here today. It's been amazing. We're going to be, we got two things going on next week. We're going to be at um, Crypticon KC, which is out in St. Joe next week. We've got a booth out there for Terror on the Plains. So if you're a filmmaker, get your horror film in to filmfreeway.com slash Terror on the Plains Horror Film Festival. And uh, it's a $15 entry fee. We've got an amazing two nights set up for 27th and 28th of September. Um, finishing up here, we're going to be back here next week. So tune in. We've got two episodes next week, two episodes this week. Uh, follow us and shit at Facebook and uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter and all that stuff. Real Hooligans with two E's. Uh, this is Tim English. I had an amazing uh, panel today. Chris Deffenbaugh, C.J. Backus, uh, Michael Smith, my boy David Kane, and um, we're Micah Black was here also. I'm sorry, I was like my brain is fried. We've been going for three and a half hours today already, so we're all fried out. So we're gonna see you next week. Real hooligans are out for now. <laughs>